Station. <laughs> I almost got through it. Back at it again for another episode of the Sheep Station Gub Dynasty podcast. <laughs> Joined by my usual suspects, Point O, who is just causing chaos. How are you, Pete? Good, thanks. That's good, mate. Uh, guest 8B. Is that your bra size? Uh, no, I just um, I couldn't afford the, the guest BB, um, so I got just the 8B. Someone uh, else must have BB. Uh, that's uh, the dulcet tones of Chris Ewers. How are you, mate? You good? Yeah, pretty good. Hey, it's Chris good. Ewers, how do you not go guest uh, 25? Because uh, yeah. I don't actually pick my guest name. Um, no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, that's what that's what we're going with for today. Uh, twenty-five players that are under the age of twenty-five, and we're going to give them a sneaky little ranking. We've uh, been working on it for a, just an exorbitant amount of time. Uh, put hours and hours and hours into our our, our rankings for these twenty-five players. Um, Sleeping's nice, boys, for this one. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Um, I don't know. I've lost track of how many hours I put in to you know <laughs> doing the projections. In the rankings, carrying the remainder, um, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit tough, but uh, we got through it. So that's that's the, the plan for today. But, uh, you know, before we get into that, uh, we'll, we'll talk carrying a bit about... the yeah. remainder. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> that was a slow reaction. <laughs> no, no, but I'm just... One of them's addition <laughs> or multiplication, the other one's division. I don't... <laughs> You carried the one or the two. Not the, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Look, whatever he did, he got it done. He's come up with a list of 25. We've come up with a list of 25, and we're going to nut it out today, and we'll see yeah. how we go. But, uh, Pizza's you know, probably looking wrong, up... though, because he's carrying remainders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, that's probably why he's got that number 26 down the bottom <laughs> instead of 25. But anyway, <laughs> we'll get to that uh, very shortly. But, uh, you know, just uh, looking at, into the future a little bit here so you guys can uh, know what we're talking about in the next, say, couple of weeks. Um, next week we've got, uh, well, last week we did our uh, our Kents, as we called them. Uh, next week we've got a, a special guest coming on to talk about the, the Kents to avoid. And uh, I'm sure everyone's looking for that. And then might do a startup, startup mock and some someone's offered a startup review or something. Are we going to do that? Oh, yeah, was it? Oh, he's just oh, muted himself halfway through a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah, apologies. So I... it, it came through from a... Uh... <laughs> A listener on Instagram story for a, um, you know, some breakdown of the original startup draft for um, Sheep Station Cup. Um, that should be interesting. Um, I'm sure it won't look too good for the person that is nominated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we'll give it a crack. Um, yeah, We're here so for that's, our listeners. That's going to take a bit, but um, I know that most of the teams are fairly different. But uh, yeah, look. We'll see how we go. And I tell you what, we're getting a fair few little hit-ups on our socials recently. I got uh, got asked a question by someone, uh, where's Gerg? We haven't heard from Gerg for a little while. Is anyone worried about Gerg? I'm a, I'm a smidgen worried about it. Well, if Gerg is listening, um, we do appreciate all your um, questions you send through. So they they are great content and like we enjoy analysing them and providing you feedback. So if you're out there, Gerg, just send us a line. Just hit yeah. us up. Maybe maybe put a uh, put a, a review or something on iTunes podcast. You know, whatever you do, the bloody what's yeah. that other one called? Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, all those Stitcher, yeah, Grinder, yeah. Tinder. Look, like I said it before, um, you can leave us twenty five star reviews or one twenty five star review. <laughs> yeah, you and can we'll be grateful. Yeah, you know, uh, the Sheep Session flock. It's getting a bit bigger. We're getting a few listens. Someone for some reason wants to listen to what we have to say. So, you know, hit us up. Give us some five-star reviews, or as Pete said, a 25-star review. Uh, like our Facebook page, we're going to get that back up and running because apparently we have one. So we'll throw some polls or some questions or some, you know, my team name thingy can go up on there and you can name my team. And, Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you reckon? Let's get that cracking again. Because yeah. point up, bicep, bicep, bicep was definitely a cracker and it won me a league. So yeah. maybe the, the listeners out there can get me another... League winning team name. Yeah. What do you reckon? I'm sure there's um some more gems out there that can be given. Maybe we get point down tricep, tricep, tricep this year. Ooh, but I think the point up was what gave you the, the victory, right? It yeah. It's all I about suppose, yeah. upwards and strength, strength, strength. <laughs> and just countless strength. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Well, let's um, let's let's get into this. I got a bit of a, a bit of a thing we'll go through first because um, I've just joined this very strange league. Uh, you know, you, you get a division and you can only take players from that division and make a starter. So what I'm going to ask you guys, if you had to choose a division, which one would you choose to just make a, a, a fantasy team out of just the players in that division? Which one do you choose? Now, there is a, a, a clear winner, and I want to see if you can get it right. <laughs> so, give you 30 seconds. Yeah. I got stuck, not stuck with, I got... Uh, who did I get again? Good Lord. The NFC North is who I got. So, look, it's not a terrible situation to be in, uh, but it's definitely not the best. But, uh, you know, if you had to, I'm not saying you're going to, but if you had to, which division would you choose? So you, as you were about to start talking? Um, I am... NFC South. I'll get it. Yeah, NFC it. South is what I was about to say. So Yeah, well, that's the clear winner, and yeah. everyone has picked the NFC South. Uh, so if you just, you know, have a look at what the teams are, you've got the Panthers, Bucks, Saints, Falcons. So you got, you know, if you want to start a team. CMC, uh, who else at running back? Kamara. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Rojo, of course, would be a starter. <laughs> uh, and then you've got Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, yeah. DJ Moore. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. All right, so let's rule the South out. <laughs> Who would be number two? Because this is what the debate was in this league yesterday. Who would be number two? Yeah, I was just looking. Maybe it's not easy. NFC but, uh, West. NFC West: Seahawks, Cardinals, Niners, Rams. Eh, I don't like that as much as a. Actually, possibly even the AFC North could be interesting. Just getting Baltimore alone, almost, but. <laughs> And then throw in a few Browns, yeah, throw in a few Steelers, and then Juju, just leave the Bengals yeah. to the rust. Yeah. Oh, Mixon's all right. Yeah, he is. Tough, tough crowd. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pete, anything? Oh, the, the AFC West has some. Like you get Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey. Probably and then not. who do you take from the Chargers? And who oh, do you Chargers, take? Keenan like, Allen, maybe. Keenan Allen, then you can get. It's probably not as great, but. Then you're not missing, or you are missing that really good running back there. Like you'd have to. Yes, you get just Jacobs, Jacobs and CH. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, he's not CMC. Take one. Some of these have two good running backs. You're real scrapping at running back here, and you're not really three strong wide receivers like the NFC South. Yeah, I um, guess from that, even just like the NFC East and getting Zeke and Saquon's pretty great. Yeah. Sneaky in the North, NFC North. Uh, you get Dalvin Cook, Devontae Adams, uh, Kenny G, Swift, carry on, and then just the Bears you can leave out, I suppose. So that's what I'm I'm up against in this new league that I've started. So, um, yeah, but the the South, the NFC South, is, it was definitely the one that went first. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, everyone good luck. But, you know, something to, something to think about and see. You know, I'm always trying something new, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, yeah, let's give that a crack, and... Can you trade yeah, players? Yeah, that's a winner. No. Okay. No, you just got to pick the matchups and hope. Um, and then, you know, over, over the years, obviously, as, as players get traded throughout the league or players get transferred or whatever, um, signed, etc., and drafted, then you get those players as well. So, yeah, it's all based on real-life stuff. And instead of having one team of everybody else, you just get one team of your division. So, pretty strange league, but, you know, it was free and something to do. So, why not give it a crack? You feel? Mm. Cool beans. All right, so let's get into today then. Um, what are we doing? We're doing this 25 players under 25. Um, we've given them a bit of a ranking, so pretty tough, tough stuff. We haven't included the rookies here because, um, well, look, they haven't done anything yet, so yeah, I suppose I that's it's pretty tough it to, yeah, to get in there and put them in amongst guys like, you know, um, Cortland Sutton's and Chris Godwin's and who have gone out there and proven that they could do it. Um, you know, we're saying... Or we are thinking that these guys are going to be something, but whether they'll get up here and do this, who knows. But uh, sneaky idea from you, you was here. Yeah, sneaky. That's a, it's just an idea, I guess, but mm. I don't know that it's that sneaky, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I kind of, uh, the NFL released a, a team, like they're all under 25 team this week. So that's kind mm. of where the idea came from. And I thought we'd do sort of a fantasy version because it's quite different sort of who's going to be good for your fantasy team versus you know 
who's the best football player. So, yeah, we'll see how we go. And there's a bit of an eye-opener of, of some of these guys and their age because um, you, you kind of forget either A, how young people are, or B, like a comparison of age um, in, when you talk about like guys like Juju and then guys like, say, Terry McLaurin, who you know just made the cut here. So we, yeah, we made Ridley th- and these guys were... Entirely. Yeah, the under 25 for the start of this year was, wasn't it? Start of the season. Yeah, start of the season is what I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, so let's let's get into this. Um, and you guys at number one have gone with Saquon Barkley. And I've gone with the homer pick of Christian McCaffrey. 23 years old. Is that ridiculous or is that ridiculous? It's a Christian little ridiculous. I think he turns 24 like next week, doesn't he? Yeah, he does uh, in four days, so happy birthday to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but 24 years old, like, you know, in comparison, like, um, Juju, I suppose, is the same age, I guess, roughly, but then, like, Terry McLaurin's already 24, 25 this year, so that's pretty crazy. Um, but, yeah, I just couldn't go past him. Christian McCaffrey there with his pass catching and his running and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's why I've put him at number one. I've got Saquon at number two, spoiler alert, so... Not too much difference here, but yeah, I think just fantasy wise, if you offer me the you know, start up one oh one, it's gonna be McCaffrey. So that's where I'm going there. You guys want Saquon at the one oh one? I guess it's the dynasty aspect of to it, so it's just kinda of age, tread on tires. Um yeah, I just like Saquon maybe to have a bit slightly longer shelf life, but they're pretty close. I'd flip him. Yeah, he's I, only I can't what, argue against you. He's only seven or eight months younger, so it's, it's yeah, not but it's, much in it's it. It's more but, just like uh, yeah, NFL. More that he's carrying. had a billion carries and, yeah, yeah. Saquon Barkley hasn't. So, or touches, I should say, not carries. PD, anything there, mate? Or? No, I think that's the, the reason that I went that way. Um, I think they both, like what CMC does, um, Barkley does as well, so they're both real similar. I'd probably see... Um, like them reducing some of CMC's workload in the not maybe not right now but in the future mm. um, and really maybe looking at him as more of a you know pass catching weapon with some running upside uh, but yeah maybe get a grinder in there um, the other thing that I really I'm just what's your obsession with grinder today Seamus yeah <laughs> look I've got something to tell you <laughs> <laughs> you're getting married <laughs> <laughs> how did you know <laughs> You were saying, Pete, anyway? No, I was just saying, um, you know, they're similar, but it's Look. like little things about it that put me in liking Barkley a little bit better. Um, and one's just like, I guess, the history of sm- what they would perceive smaller guys. And um, that, I, I don't know, I think McCaffrey could be one of those players that they start to think about preserving him a little bit more now that they put him on a big contract, right? Yeah. Yeah, it um, wouldn't surprise me if maybe, you know, the end of next year they'll bring in a guy yeah. to take a bit more of the one and two down kind of workload. They need him, him, but... It's a type of player you need to be be able to put on the field when the game's on the line or when you need yeah. something big and big players yeah. and not... And if he's knackered, him, yeah. Yeah, or not have him injured on the sideline at mm. the big games mm. of the season where it's playoffs, so... Yeah. Look, there's think, not much difference here. We've, I've got him at one or two. You've got yeah, two yeah. and one. So it's... That's basically it. I'm not saying that one's necessarily out and out the better player. They're both, yeah. you know, nearly replicas. Yeah. But you'd rather you'd, you'd have either one, really, wouldn't yeah. you? You'd toss yeah. a coin, take the, which one lands. So I'll yeah, take look, both. Thanks. Two absolute studs. Yeah, I know. Uh, right. Imagine that. Uh, um, yeah, two absolute studs. And uh, if you can go and get these guys, yeah, good luck. But the cheapest you're going to get them is in the startup draft yeah. at the 101. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So uh, number three, got a bit of a, a, a difference here. Me and Petey have gone Josh Jacobs, and uh, you have gone Nick Chubb. Uh, talk us through this, Sewers. This Nick Chubb pick, big fan. Yeah, I just think he's an exceptional runner, and um, he was such a big part of sort of the Browns' semi turnaround last year. Um, I think he's going to be a good player for them for a long time, even though there's sort of I'm not, I'm just not that scared about. Um, his name escapes me. Kareem. Kareem Hunt. Um, Kareem. Kareem. Yeah, it, I'm just not that scared about him taking away the work. Kareem Hunt was there at the end, and Nick Chubb was still great. He's just can go the length of the field at 
any moment. And um, I think their team's going to be really good. So I'm very excited about what Nick Chubb can do. Yeah, on Petey. Chubb, on Chubb um, I think one thing, like he had a really good year in terms of yards last year, right? And people are a bit down, like not necessarily like saying that everyone's down on him, but people are asking, oh, the, the Kareem Hunt thing and all that stuff. And it's like, well, I mean, I don't see him losing too much. I see them probably being a better team this year, a team that runs the ball probably a little bit more effective um, and also passing the ball a little bit better because they they can establish a better run. But I also think that it's about what he didn't do in the red zone. Like last year, he didn't get a lot of touchdowns. Um, and if you look at like, what's his name? Aaron Jones. Like how much he had rushed a lot and scored a lot of touchdowns. All Nick Chubb needs is a, like you can't Aaron score Jones any less touchdowns kind of thing. than he did last year. Yeah, I know he doesn't need to blow up. He just has to score some more. T- like, he's going to be better, and you'll be happy with what he was last year. But if he scores a few more touchdowns and he loses 150 yards, like, I don't know, what, are you going to take five touchdowns or 150 yards? You'll take the five touchdowns. Hmm. Yeah, look, um, I've got him down a little bit. Just uh, I am actually worried about Kareem Hunt coming in and, and working with this new kind of regime that's coming in. Um, I think they're going to use both of them evenly i mean you've got a guy that's been there and, and done it for the chiefs um why would you not use him kind of thing um, like he's a good player so use him um and i don't see them just you know it's like having if you do have say christian mccaffrey and saquon barkley on your team like you're, you're going to use them both and it's nick chubb and it's it's um kareem hunt here in this situation so you're going to use them both um whether they vulture each other too much or whether we get a kind of kamara ingram um at the saints I think that's what the, the hope is, um, but yeah, look, I'm just a little bit, little bit hesitant to say that he's not going to eat into his workload. Um, but in saying that, yeah, I can't really argue too much with you here because he's, you know, he's a very, very good player and he has the, the the ability to take the top off on every single player. So I agree with you there. So, but just got him a little bit lower, a little bit more conservative on him because I'm a little bitch on him. <laughs> yeah. Anything else to say there, or moving on? Yeah, I got Josh after. Jacobs next, so you guys can talk about him because you got him above me. Yeah, look, I'm starting to think I've got him a bit too high in comparison to what I've got around him. Um, just feeling there's a little bit of a concern. Same thing, they've drafted a lot of players. He didn't get much pass-catching work last year. Whether they up that or whether it stays the same is the question. So I think I'd probably bump him down a little bit. Um, and the guy that's behind him, Joe Mixon, I'd probably push up over him, so... Yeah, I think the fact that we spent so many hours doing this, I just think I've got him a little bit too high there. So, Petey? No, I think I'm sort of happy with where I might have him. Just because he's, you know, one year on in the system, um, you know, fresher legs. And when he came out in, um, in the draft last year, like he was wrapped for his pass-catching ability. Um, and I just think that year one, they didn't put too much of that on him. Like they... Let him get used to running in the NFL. Um, the Raiders weren't a team that needed to do anything last year. Like mm. the more games they won, the worse. It was more of a bad thing winning too many games because they were sort of still, you know, a few pieces away and in a bit. They're still rebuild as opposed to contending, right? And now this year, it's they're having a crack, and I think um, we'll see him catch more passes. Like he's got another year in the league, earned the trust of the coach type thing. I don't see him going backwards or being vultured. I didn't see him seeing more opportunity in the past game. It might not be CMC Barkley level, but um, what he did last season was really good to see, and I think that he'll improve on that year too. All right, so... Oh, Jesus, this went... I had bloody testy pop. Just referred it back to a 15-year-old boy. All right, so next up, number four. Pete, we'll go with you first. You're at DJ Moore at number four. Is that because it rhymed or...? Yeah, Moore four. Yeah, four more. <laughs> Um, I'm Joe Mixon, and then you as has Josh Jacobs here. So you can start us off, Pete, because we haven't spoken about DJ Moore yet. So off we go. Oh, when you finish with you as with Josh Jacobs. Oh, yeah, you as Josh Jacobs. Yeah, my bad. Talk about Josh Jacobs. I don't really have anything to add to what you guys <laughs> Okay. To be All honest. right, so DJ Moore. That's what I thought. I should have backed myself as host. <laughs> um, go. Uh, I'm, I'm liking more this season. Um, more than last season? I actually think I am because I think there's some stability. They're sort of assuring that they're going with Teddy this whole season. Um, and I think Teddy did well with 
Michael Thomas, the short passing game, and that's really in Moore's strength, right? Um, I see probably it being a, a big offense held around CMC more, and then probably the third guy might be that Ian Thomas, but the guy that probably takes a hit in getting um, getting Bridgewater as a quarterback is maybe Samuel. Um, mm, yeah. So I think he's probably the, the risk. But um, I'm pretty big on Moore coming into the year. He's, he's building up to... No, this is his third year in the league. Then he'll be in his contract year, or a fifth year option the year after. So, this is when like wide receivers really step up. So, expecting big things, and I guess taking into account that future, like the wide receiver longevity. That's why I'm sort of boosting him up here a bit over some more probably current production. The longevity yeah, factor. Yeah, look, I like him. Um, good trade win for you in our in our Sheep Station Dynasty League, so good, good from you. Um, just got him a little bit further down because I like the two guys I've got ahead of him. So mine was Joe Mixon here at number four. Um, just, you know, he showed that, it's, that he's an absolute gun on a shit team, and this team can't go any worse than what it has over the last, say, couple of years. So a bit of a turnaround coming for the Bengs, and uh, I reckon Joe Mixon will be the main part of it. Um, because, you know, he's a very, very, very good running back. Um, so, yeah, I see them kind of using him to get back into games or, you know, to try and manage the clock a little bit better because, um, you know, hopefully they don't find themselves as, as far behind. They've got a few weapons on offense now. So, And uh, Joe Burrow coming in. Maybe he'll be looking to hand the ball off to Joe Mixon a little bit to try and get accustomed to the game. So I think that's, that's definitely an option. And if this guy can do it when the team comes dead last in the NFL... Uh, he can do it when they come second last in the NFL. So, yeah, I've, I've not got funny him. at all. Like, yeah, at all, I, I did a little <laughs> chuckle, but um, yeah, I um, I have him next on my list, number five. Um, and yeah, I agree. He's he's just a he's a great running back. They don't use him to his full potential yet, so I think he's still got room to grow in the pass catching game. And um, yeah, I think they made it pretty clear at the end of last year that. Um, they were going to take a new quarterback by sort of just turning their team over a bit to Joe Mixon, making him the focal point. Yeah. Um, and I yeah, think definitely. they did that on purpose to sort of continue doing that at the start of this year to um, give Joe Burrow a bit of a a bit of a go to yeah. um yeah just get used to the speed of the NFL and and then slowly start to ramp up his passing as the season goes on. Yeah. Look, we're talking. <laughs> We're talking, Pete, into moving Joe Mixon up here. Even after all of these hundreds of hours on this top 25, I've just he's just made some adjustments. So, yeah, look, it's pretty funny. Um, so, number five, you have gone uh, Nick Chubb here, Pete. Uh, I've gone Juju Smith-Schuster, and uh, you has had Joe Mixon. So, uh, yeah, as you said, Joe Mixon, bit of a sexy beast. Uh, you've got Joe Mixon at six, Pete. Any reason why he's a bit lower than Nick Chubb slash... Whatever, or... Um, it's just probably the little bit older part of it, but I, I think <clears> cause <throat> the older fact being not that I'm worried about him being... Um, the age being a factor. It's more that he's running out on his con- rookie contract, right? And it's that yeah. fear of yeah. the second contract that it's, it sort of is that knock back behind Nick Chubb for me. Um, they're probably two players with similar ceilings and ability, right? They and what they can do. Um, but the thing that knocks Mixon back a bit for me is just that fear that he, when he gets to having to get paid, that the Bengals aren't going to pay him and he might move somewhere that, I mean, it could be a better situation, it could not, but it's a, that it's that chance, right? It's an uncertainty. Don't like the risk. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's probably why you're probably a little bit lower on Juju as to what I am as well. Um, but I just can't. I can't see that any of the other wide receivers, like, you know, they are very, very good, but Juju's already got three years under his belt and he's younger than three quarters of the guys that we're going to talk about. Um, You know, he's got that experience now. He's coming into a contract, or his his rookie contract ending, but, you know, if a team is smart, they can go and get this guy and and he can be a wide receiver one, but, you know, he's just... I just really like him. Um, He's a Mike Kent for this year, so I'm, I'm locking him in as my first wide receiver that I'm going to talk about. For my 25 under 25, so I just love the guy. And, you know, he's fun to watch on social media as well, so <laughs> that kind of <laughs> swayed me a little bit. But, so, yeah, so you've got, you, yeah, he's my first wide receiver in this list, so go on, Pete. Him, it's because you played Fortnite with him once, right? I wish, mate. 
<laughs> He'd be number one if that was the case. Over <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what are we going into now? Number six, and you've just moved Joe Mixon up into number six, Petey, so that's interesting. Yeah. You just did we talk me, you into it? or Talk me into it a bit. Um, I mainly I sort of I knocked me back. When I looked at it again, I was looking at, I think I knocked Sutton back a bit, and I was like, yeah, I would rather have uh, Chubb and Mixon on my team. Like, if I could trade Sutton for Joe Mixon or Nick Chubb, like, I'd You'd do it, it, right? So yeah. I think that's what made me. Yeah, that's what we're gonna. Well, these are always going to be malleable, as I, as I'm going to call it. Um, we're going to be changing them a fair bit if we uh, were to keep going. But this is just kind of one-off thing. Hundred hours into this, and uh, you know, we're obviously going to change it depending on what we hear and what we see and what we do. It's, so it's dynamic, right? That's it, mate. Yeah, very, very, very dynamic. So uh, me and Ewers have gone for DJ Moore here at, at six. Anything you want to say about DJ Moore, Ewers, or you reckon he's in for a, a year? Uh, Pete pretty much said it before. He's yeah. he's my top wide receiver. I just had the running backs. Um, arranged slightly differently. I think we've got the top, same top six, just in a different order. In a different order, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we're going to say, obviously, everything's going to sway towards running backs at the top because, you know, they've just got supreme value. And, um, you know, what you're going to get for, say, a, a Josh Jacobs is a lot more than what you're going to get for, say, a, a DK Metcalf just because everyone froths over running backs. So, um, yeah, that's why they're always going to be kind of towards the pointy end. So, uh, yeah, DJ Moore's pretty standard here. So we'll go to the next one, number seven here. We're at at the moment. Pete's gone Cortland Sutton at seven. I've gone Miles Sanders, and uh, yours has gone Chris Godwin, which is, uh, yeah, very interesting. So Pete started us up with Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton for us are nine and ten. I can't say his name probably. I've got him at nine. Yours has got him at ten. So let's go. Cortland Sutton. Peter. Um, yeah, I think this year is going to be a good year on offense for the Broncos, and I think this is where, if he's going to get that massive deal, he's going to have to put it in. And I, I like what he've done, he's done so far, but also I think one thing that I've watched when he plays, and he sort of has had trouble when when there's been another guy good on the other side of him. He normally performs a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. They might have to go man coverage with the best quarterback, and he, he probably goes a bit better there. But when they just have to double-team him, um, he might have found it a bit harder. But I think... Him getting Judy um, is really going to help him in terms of what he's going to be seeing. They're going to have to manage both sides of the field a lot better now. And they've got Gordon um, Fance coming on as well. Teams are going to have to look to a lot more man coverage against this Broncos. Unless there's, they're able to you know provide an effective pass rush and you know make lock force mistakes. But I think that's what the Broncos have tried to do. And throw up that line a bit um, to give him time to use his weapons and I think you know Sutton's done well with what no I wouldn't say no name because like Flacco was a decent quarterback but like the guys before he's a Super Bowl MVP mate yeah but like in the case Keenan which he wasn't they weren't really coached well now they've got a new offensive coordinator who should run a um, favorable scheme Um, Mm. it should be he should see a tick up I'm not necessarily saying I think he had good years last year and the year before and now this this third season we should see him you know get a few more touchdowns and a bit more yards and really like yeah things are going to open up for him a little bit top end wide receiver two low end like chance of a low end one I think but yeah pretty look I'm I'm, I'm with you he's got all the talent in the world he's got all the potential in the world um, I just need to see it from Drew Lock first but in saying that like three spots like what is it yeah. seriously not much um, so yeah look Good on him. Go Cortland. <laughs> uh, I've got Miles Sanders at, at this spot, at number seven. Um, at the moment, there's no one else to compete in Philadelphia. And at the back end of last year, he came out and showed that he could be the, the guy in, in Philly. So, um, you know, it's a lot of young up-and-comers coming into this offense. He's kind of the one stable thing at the moment. So I think they'll they'll kind of roll through him, work him into the passing game as well. If they sign something, then he'll probably bump down a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, Sanders got the kind of the role in, in Philly. Um, and until uh, Rager and Co get kind of acclimatised, whether it's going to be this year or next year, um, yeah. Look, he's he's my guy at seven here. Uh, Chris Goblin, yours. Talk us through it. Yeah, I mean, this one and the chub maybe is just me um, leaning a bit more towards football player rather than fantasy, possibly. But I just think he was just such a great player last year. Um, how can you go past him and that then just sort of surprised me that he was still under 25 that's pretty amazing so um yeah why why wouldn't you want him on your team um yep young fair enough 
what was he number two last year? Like, I, I think if, whether he if, can if sustain it with Brady this year is there any concern or not really? Um, I just think if yeah, I guess your Juju Smith-Schuster argument. I you know he's been in the yeah. league for a couple of years, or so um, Chris Godwin, and he just had you know a a top top end wide receiver season, whereas Juju kind of. Had it a couple of years ago and yeah. fell off a bit. Yeah, he's fallen off. And um, I think what Juju really needs is he needs one of these other players on his team to step up and take the pressure off him. And if they don't, like, it's a bit of Big Ben, but it's a bit of... Um, they just know where the ball's going to go, so just stop Juju. Well, yeah. and you can stop he's the, the only option, really. So um, double cover him every game. And yeah, so if these young guys don't take that next step this year, I, I start to get really worried about Juju because then he starts looking at the end of his um, contract and moving to another team potentially and, and what's going to happen with him. Yep. All right, well, that's probably enough on Juju. Well, let's go to number eight, Pat Mahomes for you, Peter. First quarterback, uh, yep. Nick Chubb for me, and then AJ Brown for you. Is... Let's go, yeah, Petey. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the guy that's uh, you know, current Super Bowl MVP. You know, that team... That's probably got, I mean, they're going to be a C probably a little bit more, like they're probably due for a little bit of regression and stuff like that. Don't but, tell me that. I've got all of the like, yeah. Chiefs in but my I, team. I still think um, <laughs> I, he's like, what, what, he's a quarterback that's the safest, right? And in terms of moving forward and and everything like that, you know Mahomes is going to be there and mm. be the guy. So I think that's why. I have the quarterback probably valued a little bit higher in terms of the longevity of the league and someone having that set and forget bloke there. Um, it's pretty valuable for me over like some guys that are in some more perhaps questionable, like more uncertain situations where there could be some change. Like hmm. Godwin, for example, um, is he going to have that same... Are they going to pass the ball as much? Are they going to be that air raid offense that, you know, have to, if they're not chasing the game all the time, are they going to have to throw it, you know, for 400 yards a game with Tom Brady? I doubt it as much. I think there's going to be a reduction in targets for all the guys there, which... Um, You're killing me, mate. <laughs> takes it backward. Yeah, look, I found it difficult to rank these quarterbacks in this because, you know, they are obviously super valuable, but then it's like... Um, what are you going to get for Pat Mahomes in a one quarterback league in comparison to say, you know, like a Terry McLaurin or a Marquise Brown or Marquise Brown's probably not a great example, AJ Brown or DK Metcalf or something like they, will you get as much in terms of trade value for a quarterback when everyone has three quarterbacks and you can start either one kind of every well, week? Um, probably, it's I, valuable for me in terms of having Pat Mahomes because I just set him and forget him. Like it's, it's very handy that you don't have to look, play with a stream or anything like that like if you don't if you don't start him then like he blows up 10 touchdowns and every other week you know you start him and he gets two or three which is what you want so it's tough to sit him uh, but yeah just in, that, in terms of value for trades I don't think he's, he's worth as much, as much yeah, I guess I think the trade aspect is probably a good point but I value that what you said that you don't have to worry about it and you don't have a bet like there's not a better mm. option so having that on your team yeah. is very valuable right there's so many other... Yeah, I 100% guess agree. In terms of roster decisions, right, that's the biggest chance. You, how many weeks do you talk about playing and you're like, ah, oh, I only started this guy instead of that guy. Well, you don't have to worry about yeah. that. That's one and less it's decision. usually the quarterback. <laughs> one less decision you can get wrong, right? Um, yeah. That's the way I look at it. And it's funny because that first year of Sheep's Station Cup League, uh, I was in the, the position where I had Pat Mahomes, obviously, because I drafted him, and then I had Drew Brees, and I made the mistake of you know alternating between Pat Mahomes and Drew Brees, where I should have just started Mahomes every single week because he killed it every single week, and it cost me because I lost a few weeks because I didn't start Mahomes. So he is a kind of set it forget it guy. So I can see why you've got him up there, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just found it hard to to value the quarterbacks here. So yes, where are we up to? What number are we up to? Number eight. Nick Chubb. We've spoken about uh, anything you want to add there, you on Mahomes. I was just going to say that that's probably what you were talking about with ranking. When I originally sort of suggested this idea, it was just sort of give our 25 favorite players. The rankings weren't too important mm. to me. And yeah, from from a value to team perspective, this is why I have Pat Mahomes next. Um, it's mm. just, it's a huge value to your fantasy team to have Pat Mahomes or um, even Lamar Jackson. 
um, because it is an it is a positional advantage that you've got at that that position. Like you've got the best quarterback, and everyone else has to play catch up with the rest of their team to try and keep up with how many points you've put up with Patrick Mahomes. So um, I do think it, it, it he is yeah, worth it, and I get that's why you see him go in the top two rounds of drafts. Like yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, I've got him down at twelve, mainly because I just didn't know, <laughs> didn't really feel like ranking the uh, the quarterbacks. Um, AJ Brown for you, you is here. Talk us through AJ Brown. You love him? Yeah, just an ascending player. He finished the year last year so strong. Um, I think we all know he's probably going to regress in efficiency a bit, but um, his targets can only continue to go up with what he showed. Um, I think he's just going to be a top, a perennial top 10 wide receiver kind of for the rest of his career. And yeah, really like him. Damn you, Pete. Pete, you were the, uh, yeah, the AJ Brown guy last year, I guess, because you moved up to go and get him. What are your thoughts on, on AJ Brown for next year? Okay, cool. Am I not hearing Pete? Or <laughs> no, I can't hear him. Fair enough. I think you might yep. have forgotten that he's muted himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I forgot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, AJ Brown. Um, well, it was bound to happen one day, and it finally <laughs> did. <laughs> Go on, um, AJ Brown. Yeah, so I think he's going to see an improvement, whether it's not, I don't think perhaps crazy drastically, but he's going to see more targets. And what he did with limited targets, I think he's still going to be able to do some damage. He's probably going to see more red zone shots instead of just, you know, breakaway touchdowns. Um, and I think probably they're going to have to... He'd probably see more better coverages, but the more volume will outweigh that, I think. Um, <laughs> but I did have DK above him, which probably is more interesting. It is interesting. Talking yeah, look, 84 targets. 84 targets only for AJ Brown. Sorry, I just want to get that in there because that's not actually that many for a number one wide receiver. So I think if they tick that up and he's had, what, 1,051 yards and eight touchdowns, like... Yeah, I don't want to say I can see it going better than that because that's pretty good numbers. But if he ups from eighty-four targets, then maybe I'm a little bit, a little bit low on AJ Brown at eleven here. Um, yeah. Well, actually, both scary, of you actually. have DK Metcalf above AJ Brown, so um, hit me up with the reason. Uh, are we up to that now? Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. So DK Metcalf. Uh, <laughs> I like him coming in and kind of taking the one number one for. Um, the Seahawks this year. Um, like, you know, he was kind of a 1B, I suppose, with Lockett last year. Um, and now, yeah, I can kind of see him being that. The number one, he only had 58 catches, 900 yards, seven touchdowns. You know, it's not a stellar year for a, a first-year wide receiver, though. That's pretty bloody good. Um, so I can see him kind of 100 targets, maybe, you know, converting a few more of those into receptions. And, you know, Russell Wilson's always saying he wants to throw the ball a bit more and you know, I think that's probably what might happen this year. Um, so, yeah, I can kind of see him pushing the number one at Seahawks, and the Seahawks are always a good offense. So that's why I've kind of got DK Metcalf above. I think the Seahawks will be a better offense than the Titans. That's probably the reason, and I think he's going to be the one. Pete? Yeah, I think um probably had a bit short-sightedness myself just being in this year. I think um this year he could have a really big year in terms of I think he's just going to score a lot of touchdowns. Um, he might not match Brown or some of these other receivers' yardage totals, but he's so the big. Monster, the monster he is, and with probably that quarterback situation, I would say I'm liking uh, Russell Wilson a lot better than sorry Tanago. <laughs> it's hard to say, but um, <laughs> like Russell's an effective quarterback. Just the same, probably they're probably similar in that regard. Like they're both of them very effective, but. I don't know. I think I think I weighed this season a bit heavily on it um, in terms of what I'm expecting from DK and the Seahawks. And I think I'm thinking expecting big things from him in terms of what he can do in the red zone and what they're going to need him to do. Um, I mean, I just saw the photo of the guy again with his shirt off. He is so big. <laughs> I just want to say that um, I know you uh, like what Tanner Goat did at the end of last year, but comparing him to Russell Wilson, that's blasphemous, mate. You, like... no, I said I could. You ca- I said you couldn't compare them, and then I felt oh. bad. So I have to use the name Tanner Go. 
Oh, good. I thought um, you were saying they're similar players. I was like, in quality, I'm like, you're out of here. No, I said they had. I said they had similar. <laughs> I said Russell Wilson's the better quarterback. It's hard to say to Tannehill, but it's more that, um, like, you know what Russell Wilson can do. Tannehill could have a bad like. We've seen it one year, right? I mean, we've seen it all half a year, Wilson. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a. All right. Well, let's keep keep rolling through these. You reckon? Yeah. It's DK Metcalf so. done, I suppose. You Peter had him at eleven, and uh, you as you had him at thirteen. So let's keep rolling through. I had AJ Brown at eleven. Um, so yeah, just kind of swapped those two. Uh, you had Juju at eleven. You anything else you want to say on him? We're done with him. No, we spoke about him a fair bit already. Cool beans. And then you had Deshaun Watson at 12. Um, I had Deshaun Watson way down there at 21, and Petey had him at 17. Anything, any reason you were, you know, Deshaun Watson lover? Lover, lover, lover. Probably would maybe move him down on the second look, but um, yeah, you talked me up on DK Metcalf a little bit. Uh, I just think Deshaun Watson <laughs> is, is a, um, just a stellar quarterback and it's again just the value like if you got to Sean Watson you just start him every week and carry mm. on any worry about the offense this year or you kind of just think you know the Cooks and the other players that I can't remember their names are going to do the job for them this year why can't I not remember any of the receivers names of the Texans <laughs> because they Fuller. all suck Fuller <laughs> Jesus Christ I don't yeah those so. guys <laughs> I, he, they didn't even use the sh- um now you got me. <laughs> DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. They, they barely even used him like a good wide receiver last year. Like I, I don't see him as getting having any problem getting that production from any wide receiver in the league. Really, like um, I just think they just wasted him, and then they wasted him not trading him for anything. It's just such a baffling decision from the Texans. I, I can't understand it, and every time I think about it, it blows my mind, but I still think Deshaun Watson, he's got the, a little bit of the ground upside. I think he's still be a real good player. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I agree, Chris. Um, I think he's one of those quarterbacks that's probably going to... You put him, you give him a couple of weapons, doesn't matter whether they're the best in the league, He's he moves around enough that someone's going to get free, right? And it's easy to get free on a, when a, the play's on a scramble as opposed to like a timing route and stuff like that, which is what he'll probably still find value with him. I just looked at my list and have discovered that I didn't have Lamar Jackson right after Pat Mahomes, which I swear to yeah. God I did. So Lamar Jackson's missing off my list. That was not intentional. Oh, we'll um, make Deontay Johnson your twenty sixth. <laughs> but uh, so we're at, at thirteen here now. You have Miles Sanders here at thirteen, Pete. I have Lamar Jackson at thirteen, straight after Pat Mahomes, and uh, you've got DK Metcalf at thirteen here. I mean. I don't think we need to talk too much about Lamar Jackson. His upside is enormous. Um, I hope he takes a step forward as a passer um, in terms of kind of between the 20s. Like, he was a, a great red zone passer. He had 30-something touchdowns last year. So, you know, that's nothing to sneeze in. knows that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just hope maybe he takes a, a step forward as a, a, a deeper passer, I guess, or um, kind of, you know, works on those intermediate routes as well. Um, and doesn't have to rely on his rushing to, to get him towards the top end of the, the quarterback rankings this year. So, uh, Miles Sanders at 13. You've got Miles Sanders at 22 years. Any any reason with that one? I'm not a, a real big Eagles running back guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just... I, I just think they're going to... They haven't yet, but I just can't see them being like, yep, Miles Sanders, he's the running back prototype we've been waiting for to make a workhorse back. Like, he, he's not that kind of player I don't think and he's not in that kind of team so I just I can't see him being everything I think we're going to end up with another running back there at some point soon okay yep let's continue on through here we've got a new wide receiver to talk about and that's Terry McLaurin at number 14 for both Petey and I that's quite convenient uh, and then you've got Terry McLaurin at 18 uh, Pete talk us through Terry McLaurin here he's just in the age cutoff his birthday is like four days after the cutoff so have at it oh well look I was going to throw to you for Terry McLaurin being the, the truther on it um, well, I wouldn't but, say I'm the truther I just own him yeah just own him but um and also the truther yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's one thing, like, as a receiver, he's got a bit more age and um, understanding, perhaps, in, with, lot, like, a bit of... He probably stayed in college a bit longer, learned his craft there before, just instead of coming out straight away. And like, it probably showed in his rookie season. Like, he, he was on a bad team and he was just, you know, performing really, really well with, like... Wasn't a great situation like some of these other guys that came out playing, but he did the best he could in a bad situation. I think he's going to improve this year. They haven't really thrown another. There's no competition wide receiver one in that team. Like he's the dude now, uh, and I think Haskin likes to throw the ball, so it's going to be a team that probably is playing from behind a fair amount, um, and he's going to see a lot of targets. So that's why I think I have him sitting here. Above the likes of, like, you know, the next receivers I have are, like, DJ Sam... Uh, Debo Samuel. <laughs> DJ Samuel. And DJ, Another like, DJ one. Chark, Chris and Kirk. I think, he, yeah. But that's the rate. And I think he's got... He's going to see some volume, right? Yeah. So, 93 targets last year. I think that's definitely almost towards his floor. Um, hopefully, we see a bit of a step forward from, from Haskins. Um, hopefully, a coaching change kind of helps his situation. Uh, but as you said, there's no other kind of people that have come in to try and take his job. Um, who else have you got there? Um, what's that other guy's, the other rookie from last year's name? Harmon. Yeah. Steve, is it Sims? Someone Sims? Yeah, or... Sims as well. Kelvin Harmon, those kind yeah. of guys. Yeah. So whether I, they can I come in and I'm... support, I think, would be would be the, the go. I think if I look at it, probably the biggest concern about him um, is if they chop and change a quarterback too much. Yep. They need to, like... Just lock, guys lock one in, yeah. 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 Like, I, agree. I mean, they talk about... Kyle Allen there now and it's going to be probably one of those situations where the media is talking every week about um, if they start off with uh, what's his Dwayne Haskins and then he has you know a bad first week there's already going to be talk of put in Allen put in Allen and then the week out like it's just going to grow so it would be nice to see Haskins start the season well and and build rapport and And they stick with him instead of just Casting him aside, which yeah, I think I is agree. the thing. If because it could be one of like, like I'm not a big out St. Allen's like you know in the big quarterback or anything like that. It's gonna be good. But the worst situation is they go Haskins for two weeks and Allen for two weeks and back to Haskins and then change it again. Like, mm. um, it's not gonna be helpful for for him. So yeah. I think if as long as if there's some consistency at quarterback, he's gonna have a really good year. Yeah, I hope so. All right, uh, let's move on. Oh, anything to say there, you as Terry McLaurin? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say that is absolutely my fear is just that Dwayne Haskins not really the, the new coaching staff's guy. Um, that's why it's kind of stupid shit. draft a quarterback right before you're going to replace your coaching staff. Yeah, it's like, that way, eh? They knew they were going to do it, <laughs> so it was... I guess that's what happens in bad organisations. That's why they stay bad. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think they're going to be like... They're, they're actually got a pretty good roster... Washington, they're just very young. Um, their defense is really good. Um, so I can see them sort of surprising, a bit like the Cardinals last year where they just had this great offense and they're going to come out and they're going to win a couple of games that they're not supposed to win just because they're feeling it that day or something. Or mm. you know, Chase Young just steps up and has a one of those mega games that top five rookies tend to have. So I can see he's going to have some really good games, but I think he's just going to be pretty inconsistent with quarterback play, and that's my biggest concern. All right, number 15, you had Lamar Jackson, PD. I've got Chris Godwin, uh, and you have got Kyler Murray. I'm just a little bit lower on Chris Godwin, just with Tom Brady there. Um, don't know how the volume's going to be. Um, Kyler Murray here, Ewers, just... I've got him at 16, so I can't really complain here. Uh, Kyler Murray, anything you want to say about him? Oh, nothing Huge different upside. to sort of the, the other quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson. Yep. bit mobile. All right, 16, Debo Samuel. I've got Kyler Murray and Noah Fant for uh, for Ewers. So Debo Samuel here, Petey. Yeah, I like what they did with um, old Samuel last year. Um, I think um, the 49ers are a tough team to pick, uh, potentially. Like, we expect them to be a good team, right? But who's going to be the good fantasy player? in that team, like, which running backs are going to be. Um, and I think they, what I saw from how they used Samuel was they found ways to use him mm. last year. Um, they didn't just find him open and make plays with him. So 
I like what they did with that, and he got involved in a lot of screen uh, screenplays and a couple of handoffs and runs. So it's did sort of and stuff like yeah. That. And I think that their line is really good. They got what's his name Trent was it Trent Williams? Yeah, from uh, yeah Washington. Yeah, they got yeah. him and the, uh, the Trent Washington. Yeah, so um, like that replaced Joe Staley, I think, who left. Um, so their line's still really good, and I, I don't see them taking a downgrade. So I really like uh, an improvement in Samuel this season. I don't think he's probably got the ceiling for a crazy yardage, but um, it's probably going to be looking for a good touchdown. I think what you now. got out of him last year is pretty much exactly what I'm expecting. Like his his high-end usage in, in high once end. he was sort of set in the team, I think that's exactly what you can expect from him this year. I think yeah. that role's pretty safe. I don't really see anyone taking it. Um, they use him all over the place. They use him to block runs. There's there's no way he's coming off the field for anyone else. He's, he's perfect for their system. So there's no way I could see any way where he takes a step backwards, really. Yeah, so you've got him at 23. Was, I don't even actually have him in my top 25. Um, just mainly because I don't want to have to try and pick the week that he's going to be, you know, 100-yard, two-touchdown kind of guy. Um, and I think there's a little bit more safe adjacent with the rest of the guys um, but you know thinking back on it I probably should sneak him in there over guys like Christian Kirk that I've got at the bottom um, maybe even DJ Chark but uh, yeah look we'll, we'll roll through a few here because we're, we're rolling on with time frames here so uh, 17 was Deshaun Watson I've got actually oh, no, hang on we're at 16 aren't we 16 I mean, I had Kyler Murray uh, and you had Noah Fant like the upside of Noah Fant this year yeah just a chance for him to be great I think so I'm excited about yep. it. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, 23 yeah. for me and 19 for, for Petey. Yeah. Anything you just, to say there? No, nah, I was going to say, he's just like... They don't use him as much in the blocking game, right? So they're going to put him on the field to catch a pass. And they did that last season. So I think he's going to see um, end-of-season form to start the year. So. Yep. Fair enough. Hopefully roll on from last year and... and... Yeah kind of produce this year. Yeah, it's a good option. I think if I'm doing a, a startup draft, he's a target of mine, definitely in those later rounds, um, depending on what his value is these days. I haven't checked his ADP. But 17 is Deshaun Watson. Carry on Johnson for me and Marquise Brown for uh, for yours. Deshaun Watson, we've spoken enough about him. Carry on Johnson is deceptively young. Um, look, this really depends on what happens this year, I guess. Um, probably should bump him down a little bit into what I've got him as. I hear a lot of analysts say that he's still a better running back than... Um, DeAndre Swift, which is might be a bit of a stretch, but um, I think the fact that he's always said that he's not a workhorse running back kind of puts me into the fact that he's going to benefit from having another guy there working with him. Um, so I think we'll see what a little bit better, hopefully, from, from him this year. Hopefully he stays on the field. Hopefully he stays injury-free. Um, but yeah, I'm just still a little bit bullish on carry on this year. Last year, not so much, but maybe this year I think we can see a bit of an uptick. So maybe not at the 17 position that I've got him at at the moment. I'd probably bump him down a little bit. But um, yeah, I think he might be an upside play this year. So we'll just see what happens with, with old carry on. And then Marquise Brown for you, viewers. Yeah, I just think that the... Ravens didn't really do anything to add to their um, wide receiver core, and I think he's he was fine, but he was very um, injury affected this year. Um, when he's on the field, he's a little bit inconsistent, and you're going to get that in a run first team. But he's super quick, um, separates really well, and he's in one of the best offenses in the league. So if Lamar just does happened to take that step in the right direction in the passing game. I can't really see Mark Andrews getting more targets than he got this year. So I think Marquise Brown has got a good chance to see sort of that early season where he was getting like 10 targets, eight targets every game. And if he can stay healthy for a whole year, that could be a, a very good player. Yeah, and this is where we will we'll bring in Mark Andrews because we've gone kind of, uh, me and Petey have gone the same thing here at, uh, at 18. Uh, Mark Andrews, and then you've got Terry McLaurin at 18. Was, so just looking back at, at last year for Mark Andrews, um, he was used just really, really well in the red zone. 
Um, 10 touchdowns, 64 receptions, 852 yards. That's what you want from a tight end, especially in the tight end landscape that we have these days. So he's my first tight end out of these guys that are under 25, um, just because he's been there and done it, as opposed to a guy like Hawkinson and Fant, who still haven't really shown us that they can do it yet. I mean, they've had flashes here or there, but um, you know, Andrews was real consistent over last year, and um, I can just see him carrying on next year. So... Um, yeah, that's why I've got him above those guys and then above kind of guys that we'll talk about in the future. So, Mike Andrews, Petey, anything to say there? No, nah, I, I like what he does in that middle of the field for um, Lamar. Like, he sort of reminds me a little bit of what Kelsey and just how he catches in the traffic and how they just throw mm. to him quickly. Um, I mean, he's nothing. I'm not going to... He doesn't do anything crazy after the catch or anything like that, but he just has volume and he gets work right so and I agree with your point you made on how you compared him to the other two tight ends like he's the one that's probably is um in my opinion a bit safer um and also just consistent right yeah and that's what you're looking for and you made a point before about um that wide receiver that Debo like you're picking the week like you don't have to Mm. Mark Andrews is getting to be that point you just set and forget set him yep yep and look as much as it's nice to hope that Vance going to be a gun and Hawkinson's going to be a gun you know, we get to see it. Uh, Andrews is coming into his third year. This is their second year. So it always takes tight ends to a kind of, you know, a year or two to develop. Um, and I think he's come out, he's broken out, he's ready to go. And, you know, as you said before, you was with Marquise Brown. Like, it's Marquise Brown, it's Mark Andrews, and what Devin Duvernay, I guess, and Miles Boykin. Like, nothing outside of those two that are real heaps worrying. And I think. Well, Willie Sneed's nothing? Oh, if you look at the the simulations annoying. of the season, that Sneed uh, is annoying. That's what he is. Did you see the simulations on the NFL season that they had running on the NFL Instagram and stuff? William Sneed was like the top touchdown scorer for the bloody year, almost like it was crazy. It's ridiculous. But, You're like, um, yeah. oh yes, Lamar's thrown a pass. Fucking Willie Sneed again. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Willie Sneed. Uh, the bane of everyone's existence. But yeah, let's roll through them here. We're almost pushing the hour, so we'll just talk about anyone that we really think we need to talk about. We've got 19. Uh, Noel Fant, Devin Singletary, and TJ Hawkinson um, for Ewers. That was Pete, me, and Ewers in that order. Um, talk to me about TJ Hawkinson here. Just what are you expecting from him this year? Um, Ewers, you're the high guy, so that, you can go um, Oh, yeah, me or Pete can go probably. But I think that this is going to be the year where he just gets on the field a bit more consistently with a consistent quarterback is what I'm hoping. And... Um, Maybe, yeah, the, the concussions and the, those injuries don't get in the way of him sort of developing. They drafted him high because they want to use him. Um, he does it all, so he shouldn't really be coming off the field much. And sort of, other than Golladay, their, their other pass catchers are sort of all aging and maybe nearing the end of their career or not really anything to be too scared of. So I, I think that he might start to take the sort of Amendola targets a little bit more and make some big plays like Marvin Jones likes to do. And you could see him sort of bust into that top five tight end section. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the point for Hawkinson at the moment that, you know, after this year, whether you see Jones still there, whether you see uh, Amendola still there, that's the question. And I think, you know, uptick in targets coming there. So, yeah, I agree. I just had him a little bit lower down because I haven't quite seen it yet. And the other guys above him, I kind of have. So, anything to add there, PD, on Hawkinson? Um, only point to add is that hopefully we have a good year with uh, Timmy at quarterback. <laughs> Timmy snap back out there. And I think that's what he he'll, he missed a bit at the end. Like last season, he started well when Stafford was in at quarterback and then they lost Stafford as well and came back at the end of the year and, um, you know, it was playing with the backup. So I think um, that's my main point of difference to add is that, yeah, I think some solid quarterback play will only see him improve. Yeah, I think having Stafford back is going to be a real change for this team, and uh, yeah, you can kind of see him not doing as poorly as what they did last year, that's for sure. So let's uh, let's continue on. I had Devin Singletary here, mainly just because I'm a truther on him. Um, I think he's still got the the gig there until... Help me out. Moss. Zach Moss. Yep, thank you. Zach Moss comes in and, and usurps him, but I don't think it's going to be a usurping. It'll just be a kind of... We're a tandem team. Um, 19 for you, no Fant. Um, Petey, we've spoken about him enough. Yep. And then 20, it's Hawkinson for Pete. Michael Gallup for me, just because I love Michael Gallup. And then Mike Andrews for um, 
for you is Michael Gallup. I just think I don't know if he's going to be off the field too much. I know that there's a lot of weapons there, but yeah, I just really like his play. Uh, let's move on. 21, we had Josh Allen for PD. Deshaun Watson for me, just because of the offense. Um, Zach Moss. Oh, did that just change? <laughs> no, you have Zach Moss there. Like you That's you as his team, you clown. No. What are you talking about? Zach Moss, 22 for CMOS. <laughs> oh, where did that go? Yeah, you're a stitch-up, mate. What a stitch-up. Get out of here. We said no rookies, you clown. All right, uh, Josh Allen, any, any comments on him or just moving through? Nah, I was going to say, where did my Josh DJ Allen. go? <laughs> I love Josh Allen. That's He's my boy. He's your boy? Yeah. Uh, anything to add on singlet to us? Nah, I think he, what what his role was last year is going to be what his role is this year. I think Zach Moss is going to just step immediately into Frank Gore's role and just take exactly those touches away. And so it's just whether that hurts Singletary at all, but I I, I don't think it's going to, I think. I just think his upside's capped by a second back. Yeah, I think maybe some positive regression for touchdowns for single Sissy. I think he'll get in the end zone a little bit more as well. Um, but uh, yeah, yet to see that that happened too much for him in the couple of touchdowns last year. So hopefully that turns around and we get a bit of value out of there. 22, Kyler Murray for PD, DJ Chark for me, Miles Sanders for for you as we spoke about Miles Sanders enough. Kyler Murray, I think yeah, we've sort of spent enough on him. DJ Chark's a bit of an upside shot here, I think. Um, you've got him at 24, Petey, and you as both you the same. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's not too far range. behind. But, yeah, look, potential to be a number one. We saw last year with Minshew that he could build some rapport and score some points. So, you've got to hope for that re- repeating again this year. So, yeah, he he's been in the, in the league for a while too. He was a real high draft yeah. pick. So, he, he has something there and pedigree as well. So, if last year wasn't just a fluke... I think I drafted him in redraft in his first year or something, wasn't it? And I was like, oh, yeah, this is the guy. Was that him, DJ Shark? I think it was DJ Shark. Sure. Maybe. And then, well, yeah, no, Tajay. Oh, yeah, that was Tajay Shark. What a miss. But, yeah, DJ Shark. I like the look of him this year. Uh, rolling through 23, David Montgomery. Didn't make my list. Uh, didn't make you as his list either because he's shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm joking. Yeah, he's not that bad, but uh, I'd take him over my number 26, that's for sure. Petey, talk us through David Montgomery. Uh, no, nah, he's just, you know, that running back with a, a bell cow upside. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, yeah, longevity is probably a bit of a fear. But if he comes out as a really good sophomore season, I think that sets him up for a good future. Um, I don't think there wasn't a lot of things the Bears did right last season, so if they can do some more things right this year, he's going to have a better season. <laughs> Even just yeah, one look, thing, he's right? probably going to be one that, yeah, he's probably going to be one thing, one player that comes out and shoves a big pole up my butt because I keep saying that he's rubbish. But uh, we'll see what happens. Um, you're going to want to hope for a turnaround for David Montgomery and the Bears this year. They just need to um, transition in a bit more of a downhill running game, make some small space because he's a he's a bit more of a bruiser than, um, you know, the Tariq Cohen type role. We just give him a, if they can work something out on the offensive line, open up a little bit more space, let him get into that where the linebackers are, he should be able to roll some people over and, you know, chew off some more yards and build some momentum for that team. Hmm. Has anyone yeah, seen the stats? Um, so, yeah, we're at 23 story. Has anyone seen the stats of yeah, Tariq Cohen from last year and his yards per car- carry he's... and yards per target? They're awful. I don't know what the hell the Bears were doing last year, but it's like three yards per carry and five mm-hmm. yards per target or something. It's... They, they just Average had best. a bad year. Yeah, they did. Going to want to hope for some turnaround from the Bears, especially seeing as I picked them in that division. So uh, let's move on. 23, we're out here. So that was 23, David Montgomery. No offense for me, just uh, sneaking the tight ends at the back end here. And Debo Samuel for, for you. Is anything you want to say on Debo Samuel for you? Or we've nah, we already talked about him. Yep, cool. And DJ Chark for number 24 for Pete Newers. And TJ Hawkinson yep. for me, same reason, just getting those... Tight ends in there. And then last but not least at number 25, Christian Kirk for both me and Petey uh, and Josh Allen for you. Let's talk about Christian Kirk for about 45 seconds, Pete, go. Um, yeah. Like, his name is the same as Captain Kirk, and, you know, he was pretty good. Um, <laughs> you know, a strong leader. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, you're a dickhead. I think I think um, it's a spread offense, and they're, they're probably going to get the getting Hopkins and, you know, Larry is still there. 
they're going to run a lot of three wide receiver sets and he should see a lot of targets. And I think in his third year, he's coming along well. I just think his ceiling's capped with what other wide receivers are there. So we might only see a X touchdowns for 750 or 800 yards. I don't see... see I, I struggle to see him breaking a thousand yards. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, I heard a stat today that I can't remember what the exact stat was, but the amount of four wide receiver sets that the Cardinals run, um, uh, as opposed to three, was almost comparable. Like it was say fifty percent of the time it was yeah. three wide receiver sets for the Cardinals, and then you know thirty eight percent of the time it was you know four wide receiver sets. So he's definitely got the potential. And then next year, if this is Larry Fitzgerald's last year, then Kirk steps into that role, um, and then it's you know. He's a wide receiver too all of a sudden. So that's uh, the, the potential for him, quite high. And uh, I'm a Cardinals fan. And I just wanted the Christian bookend. So I've got Christian McCaffrey at the start and Christian Kirk at the end. So that's the reason why I've got him there. Smart. Yeah, nice. So let's talk about this 26 player real quickly. Pete, got a ah. sneaky player in here that's just a, a kind of, uh, what are we going to call this? Just an honourable mention. Yeah. I, I threw out Frank Gore. <laughs> Is that because he's... Two 25-year-olds? No, no, it's 25. It's his 25th year in the league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, my bad. Just a shout-out. Honourable mention. Honourable mention. And then uh, Deontay Johnson, just yep. because you forgot someone, was it yours? Yeah, Lamar was missing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've got uh, 13-year-old Malcolm Barry. <laughs> uh, yeah, we found that nugget on uh, on Sleeper. I think I actually got mentioned that. On uh, Anzac Battlers, someone mentioned yeah. Malcolm Berry was uh, 13 years old and gave us a good giggle. Then <laughs> you brought it up again the other day and it made me lol. So. It was, he was higher in that, like. Um, For 13 year old, Jesus. In the trending category. And I look at it and I'm like, 13? Like, a- <laughs> Stanham Young in. In, uh, in Miami, yeah. Miami, yeah, Jesus. All right, well, that's that's that done. It's 25 yeah. and 25. Obviously, we've, we couldn't have had them all. You know, we've got people like Paris Gamble and Kill Harry. Um, uh, your mate Damien Harris, uh, Darius Geis, Ian Thomas, Will Disley, those kind of guys that are still under 25 but couldn't quite make the, the top 25. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, some ages. Terry McLaurin a little bit older than, say, Juju and been in the league shorter. So it's it's all all very interesting to compare. So good chat. Yeah. Anything else we need to add or job done, nah. we can go home? Um, so if everyone gives us those 25 star alike. Yeah, I think I said, uh, and Gerg, send us a, a question for next episode, and we'll uh, or even just to sign you're alive because yeah, yeah. I'm not too sure if you are. So uh, yeah, hit us up on our socials, like us on Facebook and Spotify, and all those things that we said before, and Instagram. Yep, give us some sweet as reviews. Jump on the Facebook, ask some questions, and um, we might have your question in the mailbag. And uh, Sheeps Two will be starting soon. We'll talk about that next episode, and away we go. So, thanks, boys. Always a pleasure. And uh, get ready for an extremely exciting guest on next week's show. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.